Hi, this is Michelle Medrano, and I'm happy today to have an opportunity to speak to a wonderful friend of Mile High Church. Doug Goodfeather's here with us today. I don't know him as well as a lot of people here at Mile High do, so I'm fortunate that I get to ask him some really wonderful questions, things that I've been wanting to know about him, things that I bet you've been wanting to know about him, and just get to know him better. So welcome, Doug. It's so great to be here with you. you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank you. So you have been a good friend of Mile High's for a very long time, haven't you? Many Many years. Yeah. So tell us, uh, tell us the uh, a little bit about your life. Some of the highlights that have have formed and fashioned and contributed to you being who you are. And I want to hear a little bit about your history, and then we're going to talk more about the wonderful work you do in this world. Mm-hmm. So can you give us some sense of how was your childhood? Where did you <clears throat> grow up? Stuff like that. Well, I'll introduce myself in our, my Lakota language. I'll say. Uh, my name is Good Doug Goodfeather. I'm from uh, the Standing Rock, uh, Lakota and Dakota Nation mm-hmm. on the South Dakota side because it goes both into North and South Dakota. I was born and raised on the South Dakota side in a little village called Rock Creek. Mm-hmm. And I was born and raised there and by my grandparents. And they raised me there all my life. and uh, But now I reside here in Louisville, Colorado, and doing the work here and uh, that uh, has um, come into my life. Mm-hmm. And um, But I was born and raised in Standing Rock, South Dakota. I went to, uh, was raised um, just, a, just a very simple, traditional life mm-hmm. with language and culture and just, it was abundance in my life, and uh, it really shaped me into my future. And so everything that I live, use today, everything that I do today is through that culture. Mm-hmm. And my, my, the way I speak, the way I carry myself, what I believe in, and how I use that culture to help people, mm-hmm. to, um, um, to help them in a healthier way in life. You That's know? So, yeah. Did you have siblings there with you, or was it just you and your grandparents well, in your family? I was um, I was adopted. Okay, and mm-hmm. I was adopted by uh, relatives from my biological mom. Mm-hmm. Her relatives adopted me, mm-hmm. and they were elder people. Mm-hmm. And so um, they adopted five of us. I was the middle one. There was two older ones, and there was two younger ones. Mm-hmm. And that's the way we were raised up. All boys. All boys, oh my! All boys, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And it's really um, amazing how that story became about too, because and uh, when my 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 grandma who raised me, it was my grandpa that I was blood related to, but my grandma, his wife, um, when she was a young child, she had three different kinds of sickness, and they thought she wasn't going to make it. Mm. And through our traditional ways of praying and believing, that used that. And um, she uh, got well, and wow. but she was told that she was not meant to have children after that sickness because it, it ruined that mm-hmm. uh, part of her life. And, mm-hmm. But she was to adopt children of uh, and raise them like her own. Oh. So she adopted five of us, and uh, she raised us in a very traditional fashion and uh, way of life. And but. As um, we all grew up to adults, the last one finished living at home, 
she passed away. Did she? So oh. it was like she fulfilled her, mm-hmm. her duty and her mission. Her mission earth, in life. Her purpose, huh? yeah. Wow. So, Beautiful. And, and that kind of transitioned to me in my life, too, because I'm always taking kids and, and raising them. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I raised my own kids. I have, I have five biological children. Mm-hmm. And one, my daughter, she passed away. She mm-hmm. was 21. And she was pregnant. She was getting ready to get married. And she uh, got leukemia. Mm-hmm. And she ended up in 2014. Mm-hmm. February 19, 2014, she passed away from leukemia. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, but... I I raised um, her sisters that her her younger sisters because her mother and I when there were children we separated and went our ways and then she went on and remarried and had uh, more children and so um, the father wasn't in their life so I ended up taking their them mm-hmm. and raising them as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So you carried on that tradition from yeah. your grandmother, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So wow, that's I, amazing. A lot of today's a lot of people, a lot of uh, people that I mentor, their kids call me uncle or, that. or you know brother or you know a lot of other people call me nephew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's I made a good relationship in that extended family in a community. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you say you were raised, a, a, your ra- your upbringing was traditional, what I love about you that you've brought to my life and to so many is the the beauty of um, the rituals from your peoples, the dancing and the music and the singing and the, the language. It's so beautiful. And, and, and clearly uh, the healing element that you're talking about for your grandmother that was present, uh, is that what you mean when you say pretty traditional for, for, uh, for people from your tribe? Is, is it encompasses all of that cultural richness and you're taught all of that as you were being raised? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Everything about the... the and 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 the cultural aspect and tradition aspects, just traditions that are passed on in in a spiritual or a manner that um, is a cycle of uh, flourishing. Like you know, you take what you need, and then so it can grow back again, and, mm-hmm. and, and then you learn what they teach you of why we use these certain things in our lives, and um, like sage, for instance, we go out and pick sage, we. Have respect for it. We give an offering, you know, take what we need, and we cut it. and And the sage is <clears throat> people just think of it as just using it as a smudging to to uh, to cleanse the area, mm-hmm. the mind, the heart, the body, and the spirit. But it's also um, scientifically proven an antibacterial naturally. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I was growing up, I would see the the grandmas or the men. Doing sage baths, rubbing they rub balls of sage like this, and they rub their whole body. Mm, and, it, wow. and, and then it, when you rub it, it it breaks up those terpenes in there, and it makes that smell really strong of uh, menthol. Uh-huh. So it kills all the bacteria. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so wow! You, so, so it's like a, taking a bath. Oh, how so, nice! And you can use it in water and wipe this table off and kill all the germs on it uh-huh. naturally. It doesn't affect you. So those are the kind of things that I was brought up with and taught with and so i just use them in my everyday life today Mm -hmm, still mm -hmm. because they're so important people don't realize how important those things are and in human life Mm -hmm. because we forget these Mm -hmm. things in in our lives and and we we're starting to see the effects of um of uh, synthetics in our lives and, and affecting everybody so 
you know, today, you know, I carry those traditions on, whether it's music or dance or storytelling mm-hmm. or the language or planting crops, medicine, or looking for medicine, or helping people, people, counseling people. So all these things I use as a philosophy, as a teacher as well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to carry on and to continue to help people because it's a natural flow on this earth of life. Mm-hmm. And so when it's natural, we're humans are natural. So you use that naturality mm-hmm. to help each other. Very organic. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when, when we insert synthetic in it it start to affect us yeah yeah definitely. and then that's when people start getting sick and mm-hmm. things happen in life right, right so these are the, that's what that's what i use today and i still use them i still use them and they're still very powerful and very effective and uh, i use these these teachings as well to help people in the rites of passage in life as well mm-hmm. yes because yeah. i think that's something that i find so beautiful about the culture that you you've been raised in is so many uh, important ceremony and rites of passage that that have kind of been lost along the way that are so valuable for people as they go through various transitions mm-hmm. in their life from one stage to the next to the next to the next and exactly. and pausing and and making something beautiful out of that transition is something that yeah. I admire greatly about about your and, culture and, exactly. and that you've brought to us so wonderfully so thank you for that yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, I noticed that uh, you said you were raised at Standing Rock. And, of course, in the last few years, there was a lot of activity there. Mm -hmm. How did it feel for you to have your home base be such a a place uh, where people were gathering? I remember there was a time where there was media and people Mm -hmm. and and such conflict. Was that – I'm sure that was um, heart-wrenching and yet – challenging and a, a great place to take a stand how mm-hmm. is that for you um i looked at it as a uh, a learning opportunity mm-hmm. in my life and to see people actually coming together and seeing each other and why we need to do this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and it, it's just a philosophy of how i was taught and 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 how this is teaching today's world and I used to ask my grandma, what's the purpose of a tornado? Mm-hmm. And we would stand in certain places when one would be coming and she would talk about it. And she would use her spiritual connection to talk to the, to, to the tornado. Oh, wow. And so when I say these things, people right away, uh, um, they start to analyze. And oh, they use logic. Sure, sure, sure. And, and they forget that. They forget about their belief, their mm-hmm, faith. Mm-hmm. And so I t- asked her about that, and, and she said, those are God's teachers. Mm-hmm. Those are God's warriors, and they come to earth to teach us. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, how does that teach us? I said, because sometimes in different places around this country or world, people don't get along or people forgot to see each other as human beings, as that we need each other. So these things, these warriors will come and they'll, they will teach us um, what we take for granted. Mm-hmm. And they'll come into a town and they'll just torn, tear it up, maybe take lives. And it'll be devastating and they'll leave. And people will see how important we are to each other then. Mm-hmm. And then we see each other as human beings. Sure. And then, it, re- then re- it brings people together to work together, to pray together. Maybe people forgot to pray and that taught them how to pray mm-hmm. again. Maybe people forgot to 
to really see their, maybe they lived by their, down the road, their brother lived there, but they never went to see them mm -hmm. because they they got in a fight years ago over stupid stuff. And so this brought them, things like that. Right. That's the philosophy that I was brought up mm -hmm. with, this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's what, you know, what we talk about. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. and these things like that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So then tell us a little bit about as you were growing older, how did you get into this beautiful work that you do today in our world? Tell us about your organization and its purpose and how you got into that. Well, you know, um, it is a, man, I, I can go all the way back to, <laughs> to I remember. And you know, one of the things that I'm, I, I really am gifted, that I, my gift I, I recognize, and I love sharing it, is when I remember when I was in my mom's stomach. Mm -hmm. I remember those things. I remember when she was talking to people. Mm. I remember some of the things, the devastations that she went through, the traumas wow, in life. Wow, okay. And I was in there. I so remember prenatal when, memories. Yeah, huh? and uh -huh. I remember when she nursed me. Oh, wow. And then I remember the last time she nursed me. Mm -hmm. And that, that's, that's when things went different. Mm -hmm. I remember that. And that's when that memory stopped. Mm -hmm. And then when love came back in, the memory came back again. Oh. When I was a little big boy, I was still like about three years old. Uh -huh. So it's nourishing, uh -huh. you know, and, uh -huh. and, and nourishing like that. So, um, uh, what was the question again? I was asking you about how you got into the work. That you oh, did. the work, sorry. Mm -hmm, that's okay. <laughs> I get, I get, so I get right in. Well, well, it's you a know, beautiful memory. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, those memories like that, I, I, I bring all the way to today, and I use them today. But um, even though these, my life that I use, everything that I use, my philosophy and the teachings that I use all come from the teachings and my own experience. And it came through, also came through war. And it mm -hmm. came through many deaths and sicknesses and tragedies and all these things. And it came through all of that. And I, I was faced with it uh, when I came back from war and I was losing my family because, you know, I changed. Mm -hmm. and I was sure. going through mm -hmm. this healing process of PTSD. I was, I was confused. I didn't know what was happening. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was confronted with it. And, and I, it was either going to make me or break me. Mm -hmm. I was live or die at that time. And, and so I went, I, I went to, uh, I was working, I was because I got injured, so I was just barely working part-time, and I was working in Black Forest and by Colorado Springs mm -hmm. as a carpenter. And um, I was driving back one night, and, uh, you know, I was so emotional, so emotional, and I uh, I pulled over to the side of the road because I couldn't drive, and I just I had to get out, and I got out, and I got in a ditch, and I just started crying, mm -hmm. and I was praying, you know, and I, something needs to be done because I want to live. Mm -hmm. I want to live, and I don't want to be like this. And I didn't realize that. I was in the ditch for about two hours, and somebody picked me up. So I was like, wow. And I right away, I wiped my tears, and I, I stood up, and I, I wiped my tears. I said, oh, thank you, and I turned around, and there's nobody there. Oh. So I got in a car, and I, ran, I drove home, and a couple weeks later, I had a dream. And, and in our culture, we are anybody's life, I guess. We call these spirit dreams. Mm-hmm. And these are prominent dreams that stick with you, that just stand out, mm -hmm. that not normal dreams. Yes, I had one yeah, last night. Yeah. <laughs> and and <clears throat> the, the energy even stay with you that yeah, whole day, yeah, you know. Uh -huh. 
And this this old man came to me. He said, I want you to prepare yourself from this time for one year. And then when that one year's time, you're going to go on that vision quest. There, we're going to come and talk to you. So that whole year, I prepared myself mentally, physically, spiritually, and, and, and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because you have to get ready for this. Because mm-hmm. you're going to go through a hardship. Mm-hmm. And so I went up there, I went there and that whole year I prepared all my things, I gathered a lot of things and I went there. And a friend of mine put me up there and the first day when I was, it was called Bear Butte, mm-hmm. um, South Dakota, and they call it Mato Baha. And uh, that's where for generations many people went to pray, okay. different nations, different mm-hmm. tribes. And, but the first day, that's when everything just has to, you got to go through the process of you know, the thirst process, the hunger mm-hmm, process. Mm-hmm. The hunger will subside, but the thirst, mm-hmm. that's where the mental mm-hmm. is the battle. Mm-hmm. And so, and the second day, that's when it hits. That's when everything is tested. Your faith, your anger, your your patience, everything is tested at that time. Everything, your will, your belief. I started crying and pouting, arguing with God mm-hmm. and everybody making excuses to leave and get because I was so thirsty by then mm-hmm. and did you I'll, do any bargaining yeah exactly <laughs> everything but all of a sudden these butterflies these little tiny butterflies and there was hundreds of them just flying all over me and I was watching them and they were playing each other and they were landing on me and they were all over and then they left and then all of a sudden all the that memory and that war came back again in my mind that war in my mm-hmm, mind came back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah. Oh. And all of a sudden, these other butterflies, and there were bigger ones, hundreds of them, just flying all over, playing on me. And, and and what I didn't realize is that they were there all day, hours. Mm-hmm. And to me, it seemed like just minutes. Right. And then my grandma told me a story. She said, those are God's warriors, she mm-hmm. said one time. She pointed at one. And, but, you know, they were there helping me. Mm-hmm. They took my mind and everything. And so, and then the third day came, and that's when uh, I got up early that morning because I heard this bird singing. And it wasn't a normal melody. It was just started going into this tune. And, I, and I, so I sat up, and I'm like, man, that is such a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. I turned around, and there was this branch sitting right here. And it was sitting right there. I could have reached <laughs> over and, and pet it. Just came in and yeah, yeah. So I was just wow, there wow. Listening to it. Uh huh. And then I closed my eyes, and that's when I went into the vision. Oh my! And then, and and, and the old man came and he stood beside me. He said, "It's so good that you came. It's good that you came." He said, "That was me in the ditch who picked you up." He said, "That was me who came to you in a dream." He oh. said, "Now I'm here." Wow. He said, it's good you came. And he said, I want you to look. And he pointed out. And the ground rose in the vision. So I was on this mountain. And the ground was rumbling and it rose to my level. And it was just dark. And silhouettes and dark. And and it was just chaos. It looked like hell. Mm. And people were just in, in despair. And he said, and he, he put his arm around me. He pointed. He said, look. He said, you people make yourself sick. He said, mm-hmm. you people make yourself sick. Mm-hmm. In order for people to heal, people must be willing to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Willing to be um, pick these pick sacred ways up. He said, because God on this earth 
has created many sacred ways for the people to use to help each other. Mm-hmm. But people must be willing to to do it, yeah. to be willing to help each other do it, and pick each other up. That until then, you know, nobody's gonna right heal. He said, so you do that. He said, when you come down from this hill, I want you to go back to your, where you were born and raised. There, you're gonna find what you need. Mm. Because when I before I went up there, I said. My purpose here is to know my purpose on this yeah, earth. Yeah, yeah. And you set an intention yeah, before yeah. that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then, so when I came down on the fourth day, I was, uh, I was so happy, but mm-hmm. I was so tired and exhausted. So I, I rested that, I rested a day, and then I went back to Standing Rock. And there, I found I, I talked to people in despair and friends and relatives and that's all they shared was despair Mm. and it was so suicide alcohol drugs addictions Mm. uh, crime all that prison jail all of that and it was so it was so devastating and and then so i was my my brother still lives out there so i was out there and i had another i went into another dream and that bird came again Mm -hmm. and he asked me if i seen did I understand what I did, What, why I was there, why these people talked to me? Did I understand? He said, did you see it? And I said, I can't see it. He said, did you see it? I said, no, he asked me four times that. And I didn't I didn't realize that. It wasn't here, He was. it was here. Uh-huh. And so then I realized, yes. And then that's when he showed me, they showed me this way, mm. uh, this this place of Lakota Way Healing Center. Uh-huh. And the reason why I call it Lakota Way Healing Center is because it came from a Lakota Way. Right. This, this, this yes. uh, culture is uh-huh. Lakota. If it came from the Navajo uh-huh. or uh, Arapaho Way, then it would be named that. Sure, but, sure. But it came this way, so that's uh-huh. why I named it Lakota Way. And the, and the healing center, people always say, well, we want to go to your center. We want to see your center. And I said, you know, and the reason why I named it that is the center is here mm-hmm. in you, in you. Mm-hmm. And that's what it means. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean a physical building. Right, or right. It's here. Right. Because that's where we got to heal. Right. That's what we got to heal. And so I teach people that. And I use these philosophies to help people to understand their true beauty and meaning of life. Mm-hmm. And that you can't give up when things get hard. You have to keep pushing on because... And that's why I work with veterans. Mm-hmm, I work with veterans mm-hmm. a lot. So I use this philosophy and these teachings to help people believe in themselves again, to stand, pick them up. And so I had to go through that right. in order to be here because, be, be, because I w- this wasn't my life. Mm-hmm. My life was, I wanted to make a lot of money, <laughs> have a nice house sure, and car. Sure, sure. And uh, so I was going to be an engineer. I wasn't going to school for, mm-hmm. to be an engineer or a lawyer. I was going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. But I was going, so I went to be an engineer. So I was going to school for that. Then, you know, I started school in 2005. And um, uh, that's when I was going through that all that stuff. And then when I came down from the Vision Quest, my whole life changed. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't going that way. So the creator grabbed me like this and said, well, this is your purpose now. You asked us. Get on the path. There you go. (laughs) Right. So everything I do in my life, I live by that. Yes. I live by that vision that they gave me. I live by it. So I went to school to go be a counselor, to be a psychologist. Oh, great. Yeah. uh, um, But 
the way that I went, when I went to start going to college, I was in college for seven years. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so the philosophy that I was going in, it was conflicting from with my philosophy, with the mm-hmm. natural philosophy that I used. Yeah. It was a Western, yeah. uh, a Western yes, uh, sure. uh, cultural mm-hmm. um, counseling aspect. And when I, when I, I sat down and I looked at everything in my life and how I can use this to help people. And I started seeing, I said, okay, I want, I want you to teach me. Mm-hmm. Teach me what you want me to help the people. Creator, your warriors, bring them, tell them to teach me. And so one of the warriors that came was the fire. Mm. And I talk about this. The fire is one of God's mm-hmm. warriors. Mm-hmm. And one like of, the tornado, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the fire is one of our greatest teachers mm-hmm. and a philosopher. Mm-hmm. And so I, and so one of the teachings I bring, I tell people, I say, all right, I'm going to teach you. They want to learn about these ways. I said, so we're going to teach you about the fire first. I'm going to teach you that fire is you're going to be your philosopher, your teacher. And I'm going to only teach you how to, the protocol is to respect it. Mm-hmm. From there, the fire is going to teach you. Mm, sure. Yeah, sure. because I can't teach you what it could teach you. Right, right. I can only tell you how to respect it. Mm-hmm. So these are the protocols to respect the fire. First, you must respect yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you respect, and you give that respect of yourself to that fire. Mm-hmm. And that fire is going to understand because we are spiritual beings, both mm-hmm, of us, mm-hmm. the fire and us. Mm-hmm. So we use that 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 kind of connection with that with that um, the thought and the emotion. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it hits, it sends that wave that those, those frequencies to it, and mm-hmm. the same thing to us. Sure. And okay. then you feel emotion. Right. And when I talk about emotions of these things, people right away they live in their minds in linear and logical thinking all the time. So I say, okay, I'll, I'll express, I'll, I'll show you, I'll even give you an example of uh, an emotion of, uh, of uh, this world. And so I'll say, okay, early in the morning or at night, at evening, you see a sunset or sunrise. And you see it and you're like, it hits you in a certain place where it just hits you like, oh, oh my God. And mm-hmm. you, feel, you feel just that mm-hmm. emotional run through you. Mm-hmm. That's the feeling of the earth. That's Mother Earth giving you that feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then right then and there, I tell people, I want you to wish and hope that millions are also sharing that yeah. same emotion. Beautiful. So that's what I'm talking about, the fire. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I said, this fire can make you a good hunter. Mm-hmm. It can make you a good provider. Mm-hmm. It can teach you patience, and it's definitely going to teach you to be a hard worker mm-hmm. and to be strong. But if you disrespect it, it's going to leave you cold. <laughs> it's going to freezing and burn you. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you have to understand that. Right. Uh-huh. So that's how the teacher is going to teach you. Mm-hmm. That's how it's going to teach you. Mm-hmm. But how it's going to teach you? It's between you. And the fire. Beautiful. So that's Beautiful. the way I teach. Okay. And you can't learn that from no. a Western philosophy. No. Because there you connect the whole body, mind, all the way from the your bottom of your mm-hmm. feet to your hand, mm-hmm. and you connect mm-hmm. everything you feel. But in that kind of, it's only logic. Right. And and they don't want, and it feels unnatural to me. So that's the struggles that I had in that colleges that I was going to. Sure, sure. And I had con- some confliction with. Some of my pr- pr- professors, but a lot of them really understood me mm-hmm. and understood that. 
But what I also understand is that that kind of education, a lot of them, a lot of education are stuck in a construct. Mm, yes. And yes, so sure. I, I don't teach that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so people, when I teach people, I, I said, if you want me to teach you, I said, I'm going to, this, not me, this way is going to grab you and it's going to pull you out of that construct. Right. And sometimes people don't like that. No, I'm sure. They want to mm-hmm. go back in because that's their mm-hmm. safe haven. Right. Yeah. And that's it's, what they're they're used to yeah, for sure yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. i tell people these things and I, I i share these things with people and so that's the philosophy that i and how i use this kind of work and how i use it to help people but i gotta live it too sure. i gotta make sure i live it first of course because i don't do it um for sure yeah i do yeah. it for healing yes i do it for yes. people's lives and it's and, your life purpose mm-hmm. and so uh, the kind of people that you've supported at the Lakota Healing Way Center have been uh, people who have struggled with mental illness of some sort or PTSD, like you say, people who are veterans mm-hmm. and um, people who are homeless mm-hmm. and uh, addictions, addictions, suicide, suicidal, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. For many years now. Huh? Yeah. 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 And, and, and you know, it, it's my purpose. So no matter how poor I am and how I run it, the creator provides. Yeah. Somehow. 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 Yeah. I'm like, I have no money in the bank or in my pocket, but I'm going to take care of these veterans somehow. Uh-huh. And something happens. And, oh, then I'm, yeah. and then I'm able to help them. Mm-hmm. I'm able to do stuff. Our homeless person, our, our family. Mm-hmm. And so I just like, I, all I got is the creator's, the, the, the vision that I, myself and this way of life all it says is just keep moving mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just keep moving if you mm-hmm. keep moving everything's going to be provided right right it's our humanness that holds us back yeah definitely. so what i've learned about that is to to um, not put filters mm-hmm. in front of me mm-hmm. because those filters are something mm-hmm. that has been taught to us right just to trust so i just i just manifest it and when i get it then i give it a share it yeah <laughs> very good yeah so that's how yeah. i learned to do that stuff it's now beautiful. How, how did you and mile high come together did is was that through you meeting dr patty mostly at some point and and how did you meet dr patty lukenbach well it was years ago from an elder man his name was charles barrow and um he was a community member here and he knew Patty and Dr. Patty and Luke. And so we went up to their place and had, and they had a, a sweat lodge up there. So we went up there and we uh, participated in it. And I just went there to support. Mm-hmm. And I met Luke and Patty there. And then Luke said he needed some help as a carpenter. So mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I'll help you. And I, I mean, I need a job anyway. So he hired me on. And then... Uh, he went on. I I found an, another job mm-hmm. in a different place. He just carried me until I needed to, you know, and he helped me in that way. So that's how I met them. Oh, great! And from there, we just uh, and we knew other acquaintances. Like she knew uh, another elder man. His name was Howard Badhand. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I know Howard is a good friend of mine. So they knew each other, and then we participated. Me and Howard. And doing a ground blessing here. Okay. Yeah. For this new building, and then from there, it just just became blossomed. a good. Um, yeah, okay. it exactly. It blossomed into uh, such a beautiful relationship with us, and oh, that's and, and you know, Maha has been like a, 
I don't know how to say it, big brother, big sister mm-hmm. to us and really helped us mm. and carried us and and loved us and, and see really seen what and seen our mission. Mm-hmm. And so that's really important to us. We need that. Mm-hmm. And, and so they pulled us out. And a lot of, you know, I reached out, you know, can you help us? And they pulled us out in a lot mm-hmm. of financial situations. And I'm so grateful for them. That's wonderful. And, you know, I can't thank them enough. Mm-hmm. And so how the, the community people is so beautiful because mm-hmm. I'll be on the community and somebody will say, hey, and I'll look over and it be a community member and they want to hug uh-huh, and start yeah, talking. Yeah. So everywhere, I mean, I was like in Parker one time and I seen <laughs> someone. You know, I'd say, wow, it's good to see you. Mile hires are everywhere, yeah, yeah. aren't they? Yes. Yeah, uh, That's then, great. Yeah, so and I know one of the things that we started doing a few years ago was a, 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 a fundraising event that we have coming up here mm-hmm. in a few weeks. Uh, for yeah. the Lakota Healing yeah. Way, so people can join us for that. So if you're interested, go to the Mile High website at milehighchurch.org, and you can get a ticket and come and support the wonderful work yes. that uh, that you're doing. So thank you so much yeah. for taking this time and sharing so much of your journey with us. Is there anything else you want the world to know about this work or to consider as we uh, complete our time together today? Well, I'll share this with you. Um, one of the things that I've learned in my life and this purpose through everything I've been through and seen and felt and heard and tasted and dreamt of, I've learned that we're all a part of the of the Creator's, the Source. Creator is the Source. We are part of that Source. We're all a part of that. And we're all making our way to that Source. And, and mm-hmm. the Lakota way, they say, water runs south. Mm-hmm. And we're all going, and they say in, in that, and a lot of uh, universal, universal beliefs is that that's a spirit door. South is a spirit door. Mm-hmm. So everybody's going. We're all making our way towards that. And we come together, we, we create rivers and, and creeks and lakes, and we're all making our way that way. And, but we're going to, come across obstacles in these ways but together and if you see us together you know all you see water together you know we're together even though we come across obstacles we do it together mm. and that's how we have to live our lives together as human beings because we're all part of the source of the creator and we all want to use that source and we also remember that you know our elders and our children we always have to remember the future and our past to keep balance on this life and to understand. And when you create relationships, extended family, they become your true family. We create spirit blood. It's a spirit blood connection that sometimes could be stronger than physical blood. Mm-hmm. But that's how you think and that's how you believe as we talk about the mind and the philosophy of logic and the philosophy of spiritual. And you bring that thought and that, that emotion together It creates a powerful impact in life. Mm. And so I want to share that to people to understand, to believe in yourself, that we can do that for each other. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Tom. You're welcome. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today, everybody. What a great time. Yay. (laughs) See you soon. Yeah.